Welcome to episode 121 of Auto Off Topic. Hello, Brad. Good evening, Andrew. Apologies to my for my uh, under-the-weather voice to the listening audience today. Yeah. At least they only have to listen to it. I have to be in the same room. That's true. It's, uh, not, it's not good. No. Hopefully, I already had a cold, so hopefully, uh, it, uh, hopefully it was a similar cold or something. And Also, I'm kind of on the upswing, so I should be good by now. I hope so. Yeah. What's up with the uh, Raider? We kind of, the last episode, the end of it got cut off if you listened to it early. Okay. Uh, I did I did post that it was annoying me, and I didn't fix it, but I actually did go back and, and then re-uploaded fixed it, it. Yeah. and re-uploaded it, so it's entirely there, but whatever. So if you really want to know what happened in the last six minutes, we answered like one more question. And it was mostly a mention of the Raider, casually, that we forgot during Project Car Updates. I casually mentioned that it was what? Going back Almost on the road? there? It was, way, yeah. So it was I la- had like one more night's worth of work on it, I think. Yeah, so you you were driving it over the weekend. Yes, I drove it this past weekend. I registered it Friday. So Thursday after, I think it was Thursday night after recording. Yeah. Um, I got the hood latch in, thanks to uh, Northeast Mitsubishi 4x4 member Victor. Okay. Um, got that taken care of. Um, I did the flasher relay. Mm-hmm. So it has turn signals. Um, what else did I put in it? There were a couple other minor things I did. Oh, I did new wipers all around from sitting. To a backup um, bulb? I didn't put a backup bulb in it because I didn't know it was out, even yeah. though you apparently did. I don't know how I didn't know that. I, I probably mentioned it to you. It must have just gone over my head in the list, list of other things it needed at the did time. Did you get a sticker? But I did notice it last night that it needed a backup bulb when you were backing it up for other project car mentions. Um... I did not get a sticker yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just haven't had a chance because I didn't have time to do it Friday, obviously, because I just put it back on the road. Uh, on the weekend, I couldn't get a sticker because other stuff happened. Um, and then this week, I just haven't had a chance because of work. Um, also, I need to put the rear flares back on mm-hmm. uh, oh, to cover, those to cover up. the little spots of rust that will fail me for an inspection. Yeah, I got a sticker on the Subaru. Excellent. On the second try. Excellent. But it wasn't your fault this time. No. It wasn't the car's fault. No, it was the state's fault. Excellent. Rolled into the inspection station. Government shutdown. Yeah. <laughs> Guy goes, all right. Well, first of all, it's in there for like a while. I'm like, oh, man, what is wrong with it now? Right. <laughs> and he's like, comes out. He's like, no, no, no it, it passed safety because it doesn't need emissions. Yep. He's like, but the computer system crashed, so I couldn't put the sticker on it. It's like, oh. Super annoying. He's like, just come back like two days from now. And I'll just throw it on there. Like, all right, cool. So at least you got it taken care of. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so I've been driving the Raider. I mean, pretty knock on wood, un, uh, uneventfully. Um, the only thing I still really need to take care of, other than the rust repair on the rear air quarters, is the blower motor's not working. Um, so it gets warm in there because, you know, the heat comes through when you're driving, but doesn't, like, blow hot air on you, so it doesn't get warm enough. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. It's also not super cold out right now, so yeah, I need to fix that. Um, I'm actually wondering if, while it was sitting for a couple of years, if maybe a mouse built a nest inside of it, and like the little cage is just too heavy, or yeah, jammed maybe. up with something. So I have to drop it down uh, and figure out what's going on in there. I'm hoping it's the same as a Conquest Starion blower motor or a Dodge Colt blower motor, because I have a spare of each of those. <laughs> So hopefully one of them it's, is the same. It's really easy to get to. It's very easy to get to. Take the glove box out. It's right there. Yep. I'm not even worried about it. I just haven't had a chance to do it because 
work. But it is it is open right to the elements, so I'm sure something just in it jamming the, it up. The cowl basically dumps into it. Yep. So it could just be jammed up with stuff. So other than that, I mean, the truck's running great. It uh, isn't smoking anymore. If you remember back about a year ago, maybe six months ago, we did um, valve seals. I never had really a chance to drive it after doing the valve seals. I can't remember where you left that. I don't it, think I don't think you were present for the valve seal. You got a, a used head. We swapped it. It didn't work. I got a used head. We swapped it. It did work, but it smoked like crazy. So then I did valve seals, and that seems to have fixed everything. Oh, so you actually did send it to the machine shop. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I just slapped it on the car. No, I was there. We did valve seals. I know we did valve seals. Are you okay? I, don't, I, don't I was there. there or not, I was there. We had the doing them. We had the valve spring tool, the Harbor yep. Freight one. Yep. And it worked fine. Those little, the weird two double wedge pieces that that's all that holds the valve. Yeah, in. they like cram together and hold the <laughs> yeah. valve in place. It's a weird little mechanical fastener the way it works. Yeah, it's but it like works. Friction. It works fine, and the valve seals weren't really difficult to change. Uh, it only took a, like an hour and a half, probably. I think. Start to finish. Oh, that's right. We did do that. Okay. Yeah. So that solved the smoking issue. I and, remember uh, that. It's possibly the only first-gen Montero on the road that doesn't smoke out everybody behind it at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't even see any smoke. It's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's almost like we knew what we were doing, Andrew. Mm. I mean, the truck runs good. All right, I cool. do need a little fine-tuning um, carburetor and probably out of the plugs and wires again just because, but... There's no oil leaks. There's no issues. It just works. Yeah. So that's good. Now to get it, you know, in four-wheel drive and off-road. Yeah, we had a really cold morning the other day, and the, the direct smells like an old carbureted car. Excellent. That fuel line leak, the classic Subaru fuel line leak when they're cold. And my carburetor doesn't smell like gas. I know. <laughs> I managed to get the spare tire unstuck in the Subaru. Okay. The little threaded... Is it bolt to the that goes floor? through was rusted at the trunk floor, so I sprayed it with some deep creep, and then the book that Jordan got me for Christmas is about rusted fasteners. Okay, and it reminded me to try to like, if you can just like hit the end of the bolt because it'll shock it. Okay, so I took a big rubber mallet and hit the the giant wing nut bolt, and hit it a couple times. Oh, it turns some more. Spray some more uh, lubricant in there. Hit some more, and just kept doing that, and it backed all the way out. Nice. So I'm going to run a dying tap in there, but throw the spare tire back in. At least now you don't have to worry about a yeah. flat tire. Because yeah. that would have been a pain in the ass on yeah. the side of the road. Exactly. So I can throw it back in there now. So that's Good. cool. That's about all I did for uh, project car stuff. Yeah. Well, we have to introduce a new project car, unfortunately. Yeah. So I think we had talked about this maybe... A few months ago. Yeah. Kind of so. hinted about around and about it. Um, yeah, what'd you pick up on Sunday? I have a friend of mine who's moving mm-hmm. to Florida. Uh, and he's smart a, man. He's got a bunch of, uh, I don't know, Florida's not really a smart place to move. It's warmer I than I mean, here. it's warmer than here, but it's still Florida. Um, yeah, no, it's not a smart, it's not a smart move. Um, it works for him, so a smart move for him, I guess, but no, I would never move to Florida. Um, sorry for our Florida listeners. I know that Frank is cursing at his radio right now. Um, I don't hate Florida. I just dis- I just dislike it. Yeah. Um, anyway, he has a bunch of cars, and he couldn't take all of them with him. Mm-hmm. And he's been trying to force my hand to buy his um, dormant Starion 
for like a year now. And I have so far been able to say no. I don't want it. Don't need it. Don't want it. Don't need it. Sure. Don't want it. Don't need it. So finally, pretty much D-Day came up and he's leaving. And uh, he hit me with a price that was too fair not to leave the car there. Yeah. I mean, I basically stole it. So I now own an 88 Conquest. Not Starion, I should say. But same car. Same car. So it's 88 Conquest. Uh, he was under the impression that it maybe had a rod knock. So in my brain, I said, well, I have that rusty 84, which has a good engine in it. Mm-hmm. And I'll get this 88 that is a Louisiana car originally and not rusty. Mm-hmm. And we'll just one weekend do a big swap around with the engines mm-hmm. and then junk the shell of the rusty one. Um, doesn't seem like it has rod knock, though, because we no. fired it up and it runs just fine. It's got like a top end noise, like maybe a noisy lifter tick or something. It doesn't maybe sound a any, timing chain it, noise. It doesn't sound any noisier than any other engine in no. one of those cars that I've heard. It doesn't sound really bad at all. So I think the current plan is to, well, car ran and drove, which is the main reason I yeah, grabbed it. let's get to that point. Yeah. Car ran and drove, which is the main reason I was like, ran, all right, fine. Ran and drove. I'll take this if it runs and drives. Onto the trailer. Drove it right on the trailer. Not a problem at all. Um... By the time I got it back to my house, which was like an hour and a half drive, yeah, um, I did stop at on, the car on the trailer. On the trailer, yeah. <laughs> the car is not driving. Not driving. Hour. I did stop at the car wash, so where everything froze, which is my fault. Um, but the clutch hydraulics went out somehow in between picking the car up and putting it on the trailer and getting it back to my house. So I hadn't. Uh, Secured any help to get the car off the trailer mm-hmm. because I didn't think I needed to secure any help to get the car off the trailer drove. because it ran and drove. So I got the car home and I was by myself and nobody was around and it was like, you know, eight o'clock at night and Sunday and the car would come off the trailer. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, come on. The car's sitting there, it's running, everything's good. I just can't get it in gear. So I shut it off, put it in reverse, and try to start it in gear. And uh, the battery's not strong enough to do that. So that wouldn't work either. So there it sat until the next afternoon when Andrew came to my rescue and we pulled it off the trailer with the Raider, actually. Yeah. So, hey, Raider works. Might as well put it to work. So we hooked a toe strap to it, pulled it off the trailer, got it down on the ground, pulled it across the street. I only stalled it once doing this, too. Yeah, it was pretty good because it's not your car, so you're not used to driving it. Get it across the street. I go to hit the brakes to stop the vehicle from rolling. And brake light blue. <laughs> so I have never had faster regret from picking up a car than I did from this stupid thing. So I'm sure it's minor little things and it'll, I'll take care of it. But man, was I frustrated at this whole process. Because the only reason I agreed to grab the car was because it ran and drove and it wouldn't be another dead car in the yard. Yeah. And it's immediately another dead car in the yard, which yeah. is super annoying. Yeah. So <laughs> I never would have picked it up. I would have said, nope, send it to the junkyard because I just don't care. I don't need another non-running driving car. Yeah. But it's... at the end of the day, it's an 88 uh, Durban Maroon Chrysler Conquest. It's a one-year-only color. It kind of looks like a Barney purple, but with metallic in it, so it's okay. Um, maroon on red. It's maroon on maroon. Maroon on maroon. Um, 
I'm not sure that's the original interior. I think most of them... It might, it might have had a maroon interior, but at some point somebody swapped in 87 and down seats, which is annoying because the 88 seats are way better. Um, but it's fine because the seats are trashed anyway, and we have a set of... They're just these Corbo... Corbo fixed back seats that we've had lying around forever that we'll just throw in there. And once we get this car running, we'll clean it up, make it presentable, and we'll probably use it for autocross, TSDs. It'll just be a fun event car, which was the plan with the 84 anyway. So, <coughs> um, The other weird thing with the car is somebody cut the front bumper for like a big front mount intercooler. Mm-hmm. So it has... I've never actually seen it done before. It just raised the center section of it up so it's got a wide open like mouth on it. Yeah, it's weird. Which I don't like. But Andrew came up with a pretty killer idea, which is to do like endurance car style, big fog lights in there. Yeah, and we should just, because you'll still have air, like there's plenty of space, you'll still get yeah. air to the intercooler in the radiator. Oh, of course. And then I would just take, because somebody took like a Tahiti blue bumper and did this to it. Uh, Fiji blue. Fiji blue. Yes. Tahiti, Fiji. Well, I'm just, you know, Department of Pedantic Corrections. The uh, I would just plastic dip it dark gray. Yeah, I would just paint it black, gray, whatever. Yeah. And then for now. I think gray would look pretty good instead of flat black, but. Whatever. I'll just paint it black on the lower spoiler, and uh, or gray, whatever. Yeah. And uh, just run it, and uh, unfortunately, it'll probably be a little bit a bite on the style of Lane's 944 from DWA with the same style lights in there. But man, when the car comes that way, something's gonna go in that hole. It's yeah. Gonna be fog lights. Yeah. So. I think it just needs a rear brake line, and. I'm hoping so. I actually ordered a slave cylinder and a brake line on Amazon today. In right. hope, in hopes that the, those are the parts that it needs, because we haven't even looked yet, because it's been cold out. The car's sitting in the yard stuck, of course. Now, yeah, it was weird. I could see the slave cylinder, and there was no fluid around it. The master was full. Yep. I wonder if when I washed the car, somehow I got water in it and it just froze. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just sitballing at this point because it worked fine, and now it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, definitely, it, you could hear it. It was. When you stepped in the brake, it was making that... Yeah, and then we pulled it back a little further in the driveway, and we saw a big spot of brake yeah. fluid in the driveway, so that was obvious. But the car sat for like two years, so things happen, things dry rot. The right front tires is so dry rotted it won't hold air. So some of the rubber could need to be replaced. It's not the end of the world, it's just super annoying, because the only reason I bought this car was because it ran and drove. Yeah. So, some something is punishing me for adding another car to the fleet when I shouldn't have been. Yeah, it's probably fine. But, like I said, the plan is to make two out of, make one out of two, get rid of another car, the brown Colt is gone, so I'm paring down. I promise. Probably be, I don't know, a couple nights of work, I think. I don't think it's that bad. Well, I'm hoping that since I already ordered a left rear brake line and a slave cylinder, and the line that goes to the slave cylinder, mm-hmm. that we shouldn't have an issue. The only thing I haven't been able to order, it, it also has a fuel leak, which we knew, which I knew about, and I know what it is. It's the, the feed hose to the uh, throttle body injectors now set up. Which looks a lot like the DSM one, style. a DSM one. And I might have one in a container. We'll have to check when we're over there. Okay. Uh, and then, of course... It's just, just a, a short hose that goes... An O-ring. It goes from the fuel filter to the yeah. fuel rail. Yep. Same as an Well, it's not a fuel three. rail, per se. It's like a TBI set up on these cars. Okay. All right. Pedantic corrections. Well, I mean, which I want to be correct, and then what we talk about, that's all. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't score an MPI car because people, you know, convert these things to MPI. Yeah. 
and that would be really cool, but I didn't, so it's a stock 88 setup, which actually 88 is the ideal year. 88, 89 have all the improved parts. They have the improved rear diff, the improved uh, ECU, and the improved fuel injection system out of all the starting Other than years. The leak. Improved until they break, yes, of course. Oh, so could you swap the 84 engine into it, or you'd have to swap over the throttle body? I would have to swap the throttle body from the 88 back onto the 84 engine. The okay. engine itself is the same. Yeah. Everything's the same except for the fuel injection. Yeah, because that's going to be run differently with that different ECU. Correct. It wouldn't right. make any sense to run the 84 because the 84 setup is actually harder to find parts for. Yeah. So it makes more sense just to run the 88. Um, the 84 would have, I think they, somebody's going to correct, now I'm going to be wrong. One of them has a large injector and a small injector. And one of them has two equal size injectors. So I'm not sure which is which. I forget. The only thing that's kind of weird, it's got uh, like a, maybe I don't know if it's real, but it looks like an HKS super sequential uh, blow-off valve. Yeah. I think the exhaust is HKS too. Uh, and I would, I mean, I would just do one that's plumb back for blow-off valve. Yep. It has aftermarket hard pipes. Those are fine. Those are fine. But instead of the vented to, to air... Uh, blow-off yeah, valve, just put a recirculation blow-off valve yeah. back in the car, so which is not a big deal. But the hard pipes are cool, and I think it's got like an HKS-style exhaust, which is cool. It's a twin-tip, all stainless steel. Oh, um, cool. It's got a urethane lower spoiler, um, which I don't know if it's a Nico Fab or what brand it is, but that's like a $400 part. Um, it's a lot stronger than the fiberglass factory one. So there's some cool parts in the car. It has a uh, Macintosh Subaru stereo. Huh. Um Got, yeah, it's got some cool stuff on it. It's, sorry, it's got a Driveway Monsters sticker on the uh, quarter window, too. What's Driveway Monsters? The We follow them, and they follow us on Instagram. They're an Audi tuning shop down the South Shore somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I noticed yep. I had a Driveway Monsters sticker on the window, but the kit I got it from is also an Audi, so that made sense. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got some cool little stuff on it, some cool little details, but it just it's it's going to need some sorting. I know I put the headlights up and they didn't go back down, so I don't know what that's about. could be a switch. Just stupid little things. That won't stop the car from driving, though, so if we can get the car running and driving, just register it and beat the snot out of it and use it. Yeah. Undercoat it and drive it and have fun with it. Sounds good. So it's... I, I do regret picking it up, but I don't regret picking it up, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's good, I promise. No, I, I mean, I would have taken it. Even with this issues. So if I get real angry at it, you can have it someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I planned on it. Good. Um, all right. We don't have much else, but we do have some Craig Don't Tell Me. We do. I'm going to do a little no newer format. Try to mix it up a little bit? Uh, going to do yes, no questions. Okay. And a two-minute timer. Okay. So uh, you can ask whoever is guessing can ask a yes, no question. And the person, uh, like, kind of like twenty questions. Yeah. And then if somebody's really not getting it, give them clues from the description without obviously giving away the car. Okay. Kind of like the way we did it before. Okay. So. And if the description is funny, we'll read it anyway. Yeah. But I realized that sometimes we were like reading these super long descriptions, and then that, that's not very entertaining. So. Right. So why don't I? I'll start with this one. Um, all right, let's start the timer and ask me a yes-no question. Is it a full-frame vehicle? Yes. Okay. Is it a pickup truck? No. 
Okay. Uh, is it V8? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, GM. It's not GM. Okay. Um, is it a 4x4? Four four? No. So is it a Ford product? No. Is it a Chrysler product? Yes. Okay. Um, if I call you out on being wrong in any of these, do I? How many hits do I? How does it get to punch you in the arm? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, is it from the sixties? Uh, no. Okay. Ooh. Is it from the fifties? Yes. Okay. Is it a Plymouth? No. Okay. Um, could be a DeSoto. No. I'll give you a, uh, a hint. It has a push-button uh, transmission. Okay. So it's a Chrysler product sedan. Is it a Chrysler? No. I think the last one I haven't said is a Dodge. It's a Dodge, So it must yes. be a Dodge. Yes. <laughs> um, the push-button transmission in the 50s. Yep. It's got to be late 50s. It's got to be 59. I'll give it mid-50s. With a push-button? Yep. Maybe my knowledge is not correct. I thought they were later than that. Um, 15 seconds. Then it's got to... Uh, it's got to be a Dodge Wayfarer. I don't know. No, a Cornette. Okay, a 50s Cornette. Yeah. Interesting. So, here's a rare opportunity to acquire a unique survivor, my kind of car, for a reasonable price. Uh, this is a local car with provenance. Great daily driver that's been mechanically maintained and is nearly ready to jump in, drive home, and enjoy. Now, local to the Craigslist it's on. Oh, okay. Um, car drives straight. And tight and it's fun driving. Can I see a picture of it? It's pretty cool. Obviously, this won't really help out our audience, but I would like to see it. What it looks like? That's yeah, pretty neat. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that the push button transmission went back that far. Yeah. I thought it was late fifties. Hopefully, you didn't see my other Chrome tabs. I didn't not. I did not know. I All could right. barely see that one because right. of the way your screen was. All right. So why don't you? Okay. So I went straight to the Alaska Craigslist because I thought that might be interesting. I went West Coast as well, but I won't say where. I wouldn't say Alaska is West Coast. I mean, it's definitely West Coast, <laughs> but it's not the same kind of West Coast. All right. So I'll hit. You want me to hit start on the timer? Go ahead. All right. I'm gonna start by telling. I'll tell you how much the car costs. The okay. car costs three hundred twenty-five dollars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is it uh, newer or older than the 1980s? That is not a yes or no question. You've already screwed oh, this oh, game oh, all I up. I have. I totally have. Sorry. Okay. Is it your own damn rules, Andrew? So, sorry. Is it domestic? Uh, no. Is it Japanese? It is. Okay. Is it a Toyota? It is not. Okay. Is it a Mitsubishi? It is not. Okay. Uh, is it a Honda? Oh, it is not. Ooh. Da- is it a Daihitsu? It is not. Oh, boy. What else is Japanese? You missed a bunch of them, but anyway, keep going. Is it a Mazda? It is not. I think you should try to go for other questions now. Okay. That's not getting me where I need to go. Is it 4x4? Four four? It is not. Is it, is it a truck? It is a truck. Okay. Is it unibody? Uh, it is not unibody. Okay. Uh, okay. So it has a full frame. It does have a full frame. It's not four by four. It's not four by four. Um, it is Japanese. Um, 
Okay. Is it a pickup truck? It is definitely a pickup truck. Oh, man. Uh, I will t- I'll give you a couple need, clues. Yeah. It is a four-cylinder with a five-speed transmission. Okay. Is it a Subaru Brat? It is not. That would make it four by four. It also wouldn't be a full frame. No. And it's not a Mazda, and it's not a Toyota, a nope. Mitsubishi. Nope. Or a Honda. Or oh, a Hatsu. Is it a Nissan? It's not a Nissan. Whoa. <laughs> um, it has a sweet visor over the windshield. Okay. Is it from the 70s? It is not. Is it from the 80s? It is not. You've already asked that question. Is it from the 90s? It is from the 90s. What on earth is it? How much time do you have left? Was a good driving I'm truck. I'm out of time. But now has a bad knock. It went for an oil change and was sent back to me without any oil by a so-called professional quick oil change place. Um, you missed the cutest named pickup truck of all time. It's a Chevy Love? It is the... They didn't make a Chevy Love in the 90s. But they did continue on with the Chevy Love's badge-engineered cousin... Oh, it's an the, P, the P apostrophe U-P, P-up, or uh, pup. So it is a 91 Isuzu pup for $325. Off-brand Japanese. Hey, I, uh, I wasn't going to make it easy. All right. But see, when I when we picked these, I didn't know of our new rules. Um, and there were a few things in the ad that would have helped along with that getting to Isuzu, I think. But we didn't do it. So so I didn't get it, and you didn't get it. So we're so far, zero to zero here. Okay. All we should right. probably do like three each, I think, is a good number. All right. Go ahead. Oh, I can do another one? Yeah. All right. Sticking in... Oh, wait. Oh, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay, hold on. All right. Uh, is it from the 80s? No. Is it from the 90s? Yes. Okay. Uh, country of origin. Is it American? Yes. Okay. Is it a Camaro? No. Okay, good. Uh, V8? No. Uh, turbocharged. No. Was it available with a turbo option? No. Is it a full frame vehicle? No. There's so many cars this could be. It's not even it's economical, simple, and easy to maintain commuter or college car. Is it a Geo? No. Is it a Cavalier? Yes. All right. <laughs> it's a 96 Cavalier sedan. 1990 Cavalier two-door coupe, manual right. transmission. That's how I would describe a Cavalier. That's how I got there. <laughs> Second owner, too. Had this car for the last 20 years. Well, that is a sad 20 years. Uh, Actually, the 90 although, Cavaliers aren't terrible. Although, I mean, honestly, this thing is $1,300 in Portland. Yeah, with a stick. They're not that that generation Cavalier is before they got terrible. It's not a terrible looking car either. It's not, and for that kind of money. Yeah, I'd drive it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't just admit that on air, but I'd drive a Cavalier. Sure. It's not that bad. That generation Cavalier is not bad. They're pretty. They look kind of like a Beretta. Yeah, which I guess isn't saying much, <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, because like. It's not a rusty pile, so it's like not that big a deal to drive. Yeah, and at this point, they're so old that they're kind of interesting. It's like real hipster cool. Yeah. Like, it's not like cool cool. It's yeah. like 
really you're kind of out there cool Do you remember to drive your classmate and my sister's friend had the like 91 cavalier wagon for her first car yeah lara she had that like aqua bluish yeah yeah that car was pretty terrible but the, the coupe isn't bad looking then there was a kid that was like two years ahead of me in between us that was on track team he had a five-speed beretta yeah that was kind of cool i've always liked berettas i know that certain factions of our friend group are going to hear this and make fun of me tomorrow at about eight thirty on google chat but it's okay they're like oh the handgun oh and you're like no the car oh, the like car. oh never mind i have a thing for handgun car combos like i like colts and berettas <laughs> i'm a colt and beretta enthusiast yeah. people are like that's awesome you're like no the car is like yeah. oh that is disappointing so, side note story, my father was all excited um, to tell me he was going to buy a Colt oh. in Vermont one time, and I was yeah. all excited, and I wanted to go with him, until I realized he was talking about a 1911 model gun, because <laughs> he's an antique gun enthusiast. <laughs> so, oops. All right. Timer like, going here. All right. You going to give me one? Ready? I am ready. I actually want this car. All right. Go. You go. Tell me. No, I just them? did that one. Now you have to ask me questions. Oh. You've uh, not made this game easier. Hold on. <laughs> I just guessed the Cavalier. Now yeah. it's your turn to guess mine. Yeah, I'm telling you to go ahead. No. I'm telling you to give me guesses. Andrew, I just guessed the Cavalier. Yes. Now you have to give me questions for my yes or no car. Yes. I'm. Uh, oh. Right. I'm telling you to start the game. <laughs> okay, go. Who's on first? <laughs> this is awkward. I want this car. So and weird. All right, I'm starting the timer. All right, ask me questions. All right, so <laughs> if you want this car, then is it from the 1970s? It's definitely from the 70s. Okay. Is it Japanese? It's not Japanese. Okay. Is it American? It is not American. Ooh. Is it British? Nope. Ooh, is it German? It is German, yes. Okay. Is it a BMW no, E21? It's not a BMW. Okay. Or E21. Okay. If it's all right, is it an NSU? No. Is it, a, it Audi? Would be early in the seventies to have here. Is it an Audi? It is not. The tune-up completed. Had carb fire before I got it, but now has rebuilt carb. <laughs> is this an Opal? No. Oh my God! What are these obscure vehicles? This I is not an obscure vehicle at all. I need another clue. Uh, let's see. Um, it was daily driven before the carb fire. Uh, I work for. Uh, Is it a Mercedes? Nope. Uh, so there's not much here to go on, I guess. It's not a Mercedes. It's not BMW. New door handles with keys. New side mirrors. It's not an Opal. Front and rear trunk latches. Not an Audi. Front and rear trunk latches. Front and rear trunk latches. Okay. This is a Porsche. You're getting closer. No. <laughs> what? Studded winter snow tires. This is a Lada? That's not German. A Trabant? No. This is a Volkswagen Beetle? Yeah, <laughs> finally. You're out of time, though, I think. Uh, 15 seconds. Oh, okay. Made um, it. This is a 74 Super Beetle, which I'm not a big super fan, but... Is it silver? It is not. It's orange. Um, but I feel like this car it lived its life in Alaska and comes to studded snow tires. Would kind of be a fun daily driver. Probably. Yeah. It's only $3,000. I mean, it's in East Anchorage, Alaska, so that makes it a little bit 
daunting of a proposition to get. But yeah. what a hell of a road trip. Flying to Alaska and buying a little beetle and driving home. Hmm. Anyway, I mean, I probably wouldn't buy a beetle in Alaska because it's probably rotted death, but I can't believe you didn't go to Beetle that, like Volkswagen. I just that blanked much on Volkswagen. You know, when you're under pressure, it's hard to think of the different car models. And then I was like, makes... front and rear trunk. Front and rear trunk. Yeah. And you got to Porsche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went the long way around to yeah. it. I was like, yeah, kind of. All right. You got one more for me? And then we'll call it a day, I think. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Country of origin, American. No. Good. Uh, country of origin, Japanese. Yes. Era of manufacture, 70s. No. 80s. Yes. Okay. Um, <coughs> does it have a turbocharger? No. Was it available with a turbocharger? No. Is it a full frame vehicle? No. Okay. Now we're good. good. Does it have T-tops? No. Okay. Um, is it made by Mitsubishi? No. Okay. Uh, four seats? No. Five seats? No. Two seats. Yes. All right. Two seats in the 80s, not available with a turbocharger. Japanese. Rear-wheel drive? Uh, can be switched to rear-wheel drive. Oh. Can be switched to rear-wheel drive? Yep. It was also never sold here. I was guessing that. Um, switchable to rear-wheel... What the... <laughs> so it's all-wheel drive? Yep. With a selectable transfer case. Real-time four-wheel drive. Is it a K-Class car? Yes. Is it a Suzuki Alto Works? No. What well, one could be switched to rear-wheel drive? Are you sure it switched to rear-wheel drive or switched to front-wheel drive? Ad says switched to rear-wheel drive. Is it a Hatsumira? No. A Subaru... Subaru? Nope. I'm trying to think of all the little K-Cars. Um, that would have selectable. Is it Nissan March? Nope. I don't know enough about K cars. Has a pickup bed. Oh, is it a, a Suzuki Mighty Boy? Nope. Time's Damn up. It. Damn it! It is a 1989. Uh, oh, so it's like a, a Honda um, little mini truck. Yeah. Drop down bedsides and whatnot. Yeah, it says ACTY attack truck. Yeah, Acti, Honda Acti. Honda Acti yeah, attack truck. Did I ask if it was unibody? You said, yes, if it was body on frame, and I said no. It is body on frame. It is body on frame? Yeah, so three arm punches. Well, I didn't think that was body on frame. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. I thought they were like two little subframes. No. But this thing's kind of cool. They're very cool, but I was not going to get speed it. transmission, ultra low forward reverse, locking rear differential. Can also be switched to rear-wheel drive, real-time four-wheel drive. Factory 12-inch wheels and tires included. Yeah, those are really neat. Probably about four grand. Yeah. I yeah. made a van version of that, too. 4700 bucks. Um, do you know what the Suzuki Mighty Boy is? I feel like I... Wasn't there one at Japanese Car Day? No. There's never one around here, I don't think. I don't have seen one in person. Is it like a Mighty Max, but the child version? It's... It's literally like the world's smallest El Camino, so you'll hate it. But it's a K car version of a um, car pickup. What? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's terrible. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> no, that's stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> I would like an army of them. It's so dumb. 
No. Yeah, no. I knew you wouldn't like no. it, but. All right, so uh, honorable mention that we didn't get to. I found a ad for a 1933 Essex Terraplane. Oh, that's cool. That's one of the coolest grill shells ever. Ever. Yeah, that is pretty cool. 1933 Terraplane, eight-cylinder. This is same car outlaw John Dillinger always drove as his getaway car. I don't know if that's the same exact car. I doubt yeah. it. <laughs> same model. But same model, yeah. That's like saying you have a V8 Ford. This is the same car that Bonnie and Clyde drove. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it is, but it's not the car. It's a pretty neat car. I'm going to have to look into these Acties and find out if they have full frame or not, but I'm pretty sure they have a frame under them. They may be. You can take it up with the judges. You can appeal. Yeah. Send your, uh, whoever wants to be the judge, please email us at autotopic <laughs> at gmail.com. This car from the 30s, 22 grand. It must need a lot of work. No, it's like real good looking. That seems cheap. I feel like those are worth more than that. They aren't worth much anymore because it's a car from the 30s. Okay. So I'll show you after. It's pretty clean. Yeah, no, that's a cool car. I know exactly what it looks like. Is it like beige and red? No, it's blue and black running boards. Okay. But as always, you can find us on Facebook, yes. Auto Off Topic Podcast. Auto Off Topic on Instagram. You can find myself on Instagram, Raced in Anger. Where can they find you, Brad? They can find me on Instagram at TSISS350. I don't want to drag this out too much longer. No, my voice is going yep. away a little more and it's not being good. So as always. Sorry for, sorry for the short episode. Aim for the roses. And keep your cars analog.